If you think we're cool, check out these podcasts. Hey everyone, my name's Daniela. I'm Jake. And this is It's Real, I Swear. The podcast that travels to different regions covering... Conspiracy theories. Urban legends. Ghosts. Aliens. Cryptids. Food. Fun facts. Our pets. And more. Join us every Thursday on your favorite platform. And follow us on social media on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at It's Real, I Swear. Hello, listeners. You are listening to Historical AF, or, if you cuss like we do, Historical As Fuck. We are two librarians and a historian bringing the funny, weird, spooky, and morbid historical nuggets you never knew you needed straight to your ear holes. I'm Keena. I'm Natalie. And I'm Ashley. This is episode 18, Mythology, part one. Woo! What? Mythology. I love mythology. Me too. Oh my god, I'm so excited. <laughs> so much to choose from. So many different places. Oh, yes. Exciting. Yes. Oh my gosh. Like, this is definitely one that we will have to revisit. I know that we, we say that every fucking week, but <laughs> we do. it is. I'm sorry. Take a drink, whatever. But drink. yes, drink. it's just so wonderful. And I am so pumped about my topic tonight or today, this episode, whatever. That's how excited I am. So, Ashley, how was your week this week? My week is good. House hunting, getting ready to go down to start my job. I start on the 19th, and I'm going to be staying by myself down in Shreveport. So, if you're not a murderer and would like to be my friend, (laughs) hit me up on social media. (sighs) But, yes. So, Natalie, your week, how was it? Uh, All good. Same old, same old. Busy, busy been working on a couple of paintings uh one is a a desert scene with rustic cliffs and cactuses or cacti and pretty clouds in the sky and that one's a big one and then i also do miniature paintings that are about the size of your of your palm so i like to do really detailed tiny work too so i've been working on that and trying to sell them off cool to plug your uh social media for where you can find those to buy if anyone wants to buy it or do you not sure yeah you can always hit me up at lo.nat on instagram if you are local and live in little rock i also sell artwork and furniture and things like that at the painted tree in west little rock i have a booth there oh, cool and it's titled lo i always Hello, without the h yes hello as in e-l-l-o dot nat and yeah in the high school i always said lo i think because i watched too much bbc and (laughs) (laughs) and my friends used to make fun of me and i said you know what if i ever own a company or anything it's gonna be called lo like that's what it is and so ever since i started doing artwork that's where it comes from is lo dude yes vision boarded i love it Mm -hmm. i love it that's amazing so keener how was your week oh my week's been pretty good I'm uh, probably the most boring out of you guys. I've been, like, planting shit because I'm, like, that person now. But (laughs) 
Went to Ikea and got some hanging planters. I saw those. Those are so cool. I'm so excited. And two of them are sprouting today. So I I feel feel so deliciously 30 that I was like jealous (laughs) of your hanging planters. Listen, I think that like everybody I know when they turn 30 starts doing plants. And like gardens and like get chickens. (laughs) It's like a thing that happens. I don't know. I'm really enjoying it. I just think it's funny how you mentioned, like, and one sprouting. So it's like, when you say your life is boring, like, are you literally just staring at your plants? And then you're like, ooh, it's Friday today. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just a great time. I don't know. I've been <laughs> just housewife and like, yeah, I need a job. So I can be it's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every, every house that we've looked at in the yard in at least one place, I've gone, oh, I could put a garden here. So yeah. I'm feeling very deliciously 30. And I went to H-E-B and I was like, ooh, tomatoes. I should grow those. And I'm like, it's August. Why would I plant tomatoes right now? I don't know. Because you're I in gotta... Texas and it's always fucking hot. Sure, it is. It's going to be like 100. Oh, I mean, the heat index has been over 100 for like months. But this will be the first weekend where it's like actual temperature is going to be over 100. So that's fun. Oh, that's gross. That's gross. Let's call it what it is. <laughs> I'm always sweating. Like, it doesn't matter where I'm at. It doesn't matter where I'm at. I'm always sweating. But I love it because it means in December it's going to be like 70 here. And I'm so pumped. <laughs> Come spend your birthday with me, Natalie. We'll enjoy okay. the December hotness. And I heard that the San Marcos River that's by me is 72 degrees year round. Natalie oh, and I yes. have days like two days apart, four days apart. And so we're December babies. So we always get forgotten because of Christmas and Thanksgiving and like, it's birthmas. Let's call it it's birthmas. Yeah, because we're like beginning of December. Nobody remembers us. So I'm like, this year I'm going to do something fun and we're going to do something where I can just like go swimming because that never happens in December. So, dude, you're inviting me, right? Because I want to go. Hell yeah, we should go floating in December because it's 72 degrees. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm, I'm a fish and I always wanted a pool party. Like, and I never could have one. Well, I have an August birthday. Yes, my birthday is this month. And, Yay! um, I used to have pool and lake parties, and they never went well. Uh, I don't know what that's like. I mean, I'm December 6th. I'm St. Nicholas Day. No big deal. But yeah, it's always been (laughs) fucking cold. I was born in a blizzard, so I've never enjoyed warmth (laughs) on my birthday. But I know this about the St. Marcos River. This is just a little sidetrack. So we went to Dallas. I told you guys about that a couple of weeks ago. But on the drive back, we're driving through St. Marcos, and I see this statue of a mermaid holding a pig mermaid and i'm like yeah what's going on and apparently san marcos texas had this whole thing where they had this like underwater like show where they had mermaids swimming around and then they had a pig that would like swine dive get it not like swan dive but like swine dive (laughs) into the water and he did all these shows but now they've like immortalized him into these statues all over the city but when i was reading (laughs) the little clips it's like because the san marcos is always 72 degrees it's like huh this is my life now. I get to go swimming in December. That's awesome. I say so this, and this will be the one year it'll be like freezing. Or you just <laughs> get busy and forget. I won't forget. That's my <laughs> luck. <laughs> There's also the rock and roll marathon on my birthday this year in San Antonio, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of considering that, kind of, because the whole route is covered with rock bands. And I think that'd be kind of fun. If you're going to do a marathon, at least have a concert, right? Real talk. Yeah, so that might be some my form goal. of entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did a half marathon a couple of years ago, and I was like, I hate this. I don't like to run. And I was miserable, but I did it for the medal. 
So I'm like, mm. maybe I'll do a 10K this time. I don't know. That's less. I will cheer you on from my couch. <laughs> uh, like, I'm one of those people, like, you know, I have the arthritis and all that bullshit. But I'm like, I'm trying to, like, do things to prove that I'm not letting it get to me. So we'll see how that goes. I can let it not get to me and sit on the couch. <laughs> I'm just I'm not really, that. you know, a, a runner. You're like a couch to 5K, but you just like throw the 5K out. Just yeah, I'm just a couch. <laughs> it's fine. Oh, but the metals are so pretty. They are, but I don't have that kind of wherewithal in me to get to earn a medal. I'll uh, just sit here and be funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you want to get started with today mythology? What? Uh, yeah. Who wants to go first? Want to roll? Sure, roll for it. All right, we'll see here. Funny. Does anybody have funny this week? Uh, that's me. Yes, that's me. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to think about it. So, <laughs> okay, so I'm going to do something a little bit different than we normally do this week. Okay. So, I have this favorite, I, I love all kinds of mythology stuff. But I have this favorite mythos that I read when I was in college. And it's the Winnebago trickster tales. So I'm going to talk just like a few paragraphs about the historical context behind it. And then I'm going to read my favorite trickster tale. Oh, yay! It's not very long. It's only like three pages. So it's not bad. So in Native American literature, the trickster figure is best known as a shapeshifter. It is all things to all people, so it can come in any form. A trickster is a creator and a destroyer, a truth teller and a liar. So he's kind of like the alpha and omega, the beginning and the end, et cetera, et cetera. One of the primary characteristics of the trickster figure is its ambiguity. In Native American Indian mythology, where tricksters are a common feature, they are said to appear as supernatural creatures, usually playing an important mythological role in human creation, often unintentionally, though. So it's important to note that although these creatures are supernatural in origin, they never appear godlike. Uh, the trickster, however, can take many forms and usually transforms himself into others as, if he wishes. Tricksters often laugh, play jokes, and delight in wicked and scandalous behavior, which, however, has a ten- tendency to get the trickster in trouble. <laughs> Can't relate. Oh, right. <laughs> Big dude. Often, in fact, the trickster is also a fool. I know. I know. Me too. And his scheming plans come back to bite him. Aww. So many tri- times a trickster might seem to perform a heroic action. And this reason is often why they're considered to be a cultural hero. But they do things such as fighting a monster. However, this heroic behavior is usually unintentional and often followed by trickster's uh, foolishness where he may be seen doing something disrespectful or disreputable. I love it. It's so relatable. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And, like, there's tricksters in all mythologies, all religions. Like, Loki Mm -hmm. is the Norse trickster and all of that. So. I, I love me a good tr- trickster tale in every yeah. one, but the one I'm going to read is my absolute favorite trickster tale. So the trickster also s- is said to be a wanderer who has a characteristically enormous appetite for food and for sex. Oh, okay. <laughs> this, these characteristics often contribute to his predicaments as well as run-ins with death. 
of which Trickster is usually able to usually able to survive and rebound. In addition to acting as the creator in myths, like the very popular Coyote, the Tricksters also play significant roles in other tales that are like morality tales, kind of like Aesop's fables. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that and used for kids. So the trickster is said to bestow gifts of humanity on humanity, such as food, plants, animals, fire, flint, tobacco, et cetera, et cetera. So that's just a quick little thing. And so there's actually like a huge volume of Winnebago trickster tales. And I recommend everyone read it. But I'm going to read you just this one. That's my fave. And... This is a one of the translations. There's others, but this is the one that I originally was introduced to in a class in college. So let's just jump in. <laughs> As Trickster was walking along aimlessly, he heard what sounded like a voice. He listened very carefully and he could hear it sing. If you eat me, you will defecate. You will defecate. <laughs> <laughs> Trickster wondered, why is this person saying such things? So Trickster went in the direction of the sound until he heard quite distinctly someone singing, If you eat me, you will defecate. You will defecate. <laughs> I wonder who's saying such things, said Trickster, as I know if I eat it, I'm not going to defecate. <laughs> now he carefully followed the sound of the voice, and there, unexpectedly, he found that it came from a bulb or tuber that was growing on a weed. So he broke it off and ate the whole thing, then went merrily on his way. Oh my god, he's gonna poop in me. (laughs) As Trickster walked along, he said out loud, laughing, I wonder what happened to that bulb with the big mouth that said I would defecate. I'll defecate when I feel like it, and surely no plant can ever make me defecate when I don't want to. (laughs) Y'all, okay, for background before I go on... We read this out loud in class, and my teacher was this little, like, 75-year-old white-haired man who's reading this to us, and I am, like, crying. (laughs) Yeah. God, I love a good poop joke. Right? I'm sorry. I I am a 12-year-old boy, (laughs) humor-wise, and yes, this whole thing is about poop. You're welcome. Oh, I love it. Thus, he spoke... Uh, but no sooner were the words out of his mouth than he broke wind. <laughs> well, said Trickster, I guess this is what it might, must have meant. But still, I am not defecating. Even a great one like myself will expel a bit of gas every now and then. <laughs> Farts happen, guys. But before he could... Funny. Right, but before he could even finish speaking, he again broke wind and the sound of it echoed off the hills. I wonder if this is why I am called foolish and trickster, he said. Then he began to break wind over and over again. (laughs) Well, he said, this must be why the bulb said what it did. (laughs) I just love how he's like, oh, okay. Then he broke wind so hard that his rectum nearly ripped. (laughs) Oh, another side note. Can I tell you all the amazing joke I told my husband and he did not laugh at it? Yeah, I walked into the room and I was like, babe, did you hear what happened um, with that proctologist and all those guys buttholes? And he was like, what? It's like he wrecked them. (laughs) He was like, get out. (laughs) Oh, my God. Such a dad joke. Right. I love fart jokes. Well, Zeke said the one thing that he loved about me when we started dating is that I laugh every time he farts. 
<laughs> so like, this is really hitting home for me. That's beautiful. Continue. So, oh. multiple machine gun farts. That's where we were at. <laughs> Natalie's like shaking her head. I'm laughing so I know. hard. She's, she's just like, like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, I'm watching you wipe tears off your face. <laughs> I mean, so, I, I, this is very funny. I love how professional sounding he broke wind. You know, yes. I love that. <laughs> uh, but just seeing Keena just wiping tears from her face and everything is just priceless, too. That's always my goal. Trickster <laughs> said with some pride, that surely was a great one. Then he broke wind again, and the force of the expulsion drove him forward. He said to himself, well, well, I guess I could push a little, but I definitely will not defecate. We've all been there. Look, really. <laughs> Just then he broke wind with such force that his ass was launched off the ground and he landed on his hands and knees. Go ahead, do it again. See if I care, he said angrily. And no sooner had he said it than he broke wind with such power that he flew through the air and landed on his stomach. This time he determined to stabilize himself, so he grabbed hold of a log But when he broke wind, both he and the log were launched into the air, and when he came down, the log landed on top of him. He was nearly killed. So this time, he ran over to a a poplar tree and wrapped his arms around it. Even so, when he broke wind, his feet left the ground and the tree arched with the impact. This time, he held the poplar with all his strength, but with a loud noise, he flipped upside down and pulled the tree out by its roots. (laughs) this time he had to find a tree worthy of his problem he finally came to an oak which he embraced with both arms when he broke wind he was able to hold on but he was knocked upside down so that his toes struck the tree then the trickster ran down to a small village and shouted enemies a large war party is coming this way quick take down your lodges and let's get out of here So they disassembled their lodges and piled the twigs on top of Trickster. Then they gathered together their dogs and put them on top of the mountain of twigs. When Trickster broke wind so hard that everything and everyone was scattered far and wide, or then, not when, the twigs and the dogs seemed to rain from heaven. (laughs) People began to call out to one another. So far apart they had been scattered, and the dogs howled to one another. This trick made Trickster laugh until his sides hurt. After that, he went on his way and felt pretty good. It seemed like his problems were over. Well, that tuber was a big talker, he said, but I see that I have yet to defecate. Man, he's like asking for it. It is never over. Wait, once you think it's gone. Never. Yep. (laughs) Just the same. He felt a little like he could defecate. (laughs) Well, I guess that's what it meant when it said that, he said. Then he couldn't help himself, but had to defecate. It seems that this is what it meant, but it sure was bragging considering. No sooner had he said that than he really began to defecate. As he squatted, the pile of excrement got so high that it touched his body. So he climbed on top of a log to get some clearance. Soon the dung pile piled so high that he moved to a log that was leaning against a tree. But even there, the pile of excrement touched his body. He could not stop defecating and had to climb higher and higher. Soon he reached the top of the little tree, and but even there, the pile of dung mounted up until it reached him. Soon the limb he was sitting on had become thoroughly manured, and when he tried to shift positions, he slipped and fell into his own hill of excrement. 
Oh, he so disappeared, gross. right? I know. I probably should have done like uh, maybe don't listen to this while eating situation. <laughs> so he disappeared into the pile and it took quite some time for him to work his way out of it. When he finally escaped, he was covered with filth and dragged excrement after him. His backpacks, backpack and the box in which he kept his penis... That's a what, whole nother what, thing. Wait, wait, what, what, what? Tricksters can remove their sexual organs, by the way. Oh. It's my dick in a box. Yes. So he carried his penis in a box. There's there's a lot to unpack there. Yes. That's a whole different story. <laughs> but yes. So the box in which he kept his penis were both covered with dung. So he emptied the box and placed it again on his back. However, even his eyes were caked with filth, and as he stumbled about, he ran into a tree. He sang to it, Tree, what kind are you? Tell me about yourself. <laughs> what kind of tree do you think I am? It answered. I am in forked oak tree, the one that used to be in the middle of the valley. That's who I am, said the tree. Trickster replied, Can you tell me where the nearest water is? Go ahead, it said. Then Trickster stumbled around some more until he hit a tree so hard that he was knocked over backwards. He sang, Tree, what kind are you? Tell me about yourself. What kind of tree do you think I am? It answered. I am the red oak that used to stand at the edge of the valley. That's who I am. Is it possible, said Trickster urgently, that there is some water around here? The tree replied, it's straight ahead. He ran straight forward, but soon knocked against another tree. So he sang again. Tree, what kind are you? Tell me about yourself. What kind of tree do you think I am? It answered. I am the slippery elm that used to be in the middle of the forest. That's who I am. Just go straight forward as you have been, advised the tree. But when he did, he collided with another tree. He put his hands on it and sang, Tree, what kind are you? Tell me about yourself. What kind of tree do you think I am? It answered, I am the basswood tree that used to stand at the edge of the water. That's who I am. It is good, exclaimed Trickster, and jumped straight forward into the water. He washed himself thoroughly. It was very difficult, for the dung had been on him for so long that it had dried. Had not the trees helped him, he would surely have died. After he washed himself off, he washed his raf- raccoon skin blanket and his penis box. The end. Yep. Yep. I have so many questions. Oh my god. I don't even know where to begin. <sighs> Y'all have to read this. And then what if he lost his box? Right? No, I mean, it says that he had to, he washed out his penis box, so. Yeah. It was a close one, though. He could have lost it was. Forever. He very nearly lost his penis box in his poop pile. I mean, this whole time I was envisioning Tom Hiddleston. I'm sorry. I could not. Oh, yeah. Same. <laughs> yes. It's just like he pooped so much that he had to climb a tree to outrun it. And then he still couldn't un- outrun it. Oh, that's a bad day. Right. So, yeah, like. Well, that he nearly was- died because of that log falling on him. Like, yes. So imagine like what ribs and stuff are broken. And Real then... talk, yeah. And he's just pooing his brains out. Yes, like <laughs> there are so many. And I mean, of course, the moral of the story is don't be too proud and don't, you know, don't eat random things that tell you that you're going to poop and then expect not to poop. <laughs> so, I thought the moral of the story is everybody poops. That too. <laughs> also that and don't don't break down your house and pile it on top of someone and put your dogs on top of it because then he might fart you away that, that was wild <laughs> that was that was a wild ride and like, it's oh, I love it so much because it's so like 
crazy and I love it. Poor innocent dogs. Right? <laughs> Real talk. Yes. What is happening? Also, can you imagine these trees? Like, he's touching them to be like, hey, what kind of tree are you? And they're like, ew, don't touch me with your poop hands. Mm. Wow. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. Yes. Uh, I love mythology. <laughs> right. So, yes, I had to share that with y'all. And I will have, like, an actual comprehensive history for my other topic next week. But I just had to, we had to take that little literature break. No, that was perfect. You made me cry a little. That's always my goal. And I was grossed out. So, you know. I know. I the best of both worlds. I realized like halfway through that you're a germaphobe and I am sorry. <laughs> but I can appreciate the humor of it. <laughs> but yeah, just like you said, like, uh, the tree was like, do you have Purell? Could you please put that on before? <laughs> that Not be touch with your poop hands. <laughs> The one tree that's germaphobe. Uh, sir, yes. Could you not right now? <laughs> so Please bad. respect me. Yes. Love it. I don't know how either one of us is going to follow that, honestly. I know. <laughs> I'm like, I'm done for the day. That was good. That's it. it Let's go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. You want to roll to see who goes next? Sure. Oh, oh God damn it. Oh, well, no, my last story. Historical. Which one did you do? Uh, historical. Ah, you're next. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, ready? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I went with classic Greek mythology. Ooh, yay. And I just picked one person, and I thought it'd be really cool to tell their story. Yeah, I'm excited. I actually didn't know this person at all. Uh, I traditionally was going to go with Hades and, you know, someone I know. But next week I'm I'm spooky, so I think I'm going to save Hades for spooky. Sweet. <laughs> so historical and Typhon is who we're going to oh. talk about. Oh, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, he is the youngest son of Earth and Hell or Gaia or Gaia, sorry, and Tartarus. He... It has a very interesting construct or body. <laughs> His lower half is two snakes. So imagine oh. two snake legs. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I know it's already like pass. <laughs> His fingers are dragon heads. I could be down for that. That's oddly specific. Okay. I know. <laughs> He has different wings on his back. They just said like all types of wings are sprouting from his back. So I don't know if they're like moles or or what. But it's very confusing. So, like, but there we go. What direction are you gonna fly? All the wings are going a different way. <laughs> um, yeah, and I don't know like what size. Like you know, he might have like huge bat wings and then have like we like said like mole sized little fairy wings. I don't know what's going on. I don't know, but he's supposed to have all types of, of birds and animal flying wings on his on his body, on his torso. And his arms are all supposed, supposed to be snakes as well, or like hundreds no. of snakes. And his head is supposed to be a hundred snakes. Absolutely not, no. What kind of scrabble no. bag ass creation <laughs> is this? <laughs> I mean, between hell and earth making this person... I guess you just get a little everything going on. Out of the, yeah. like, millions of species on Earth, you pick snakes? Why is it snakes? 
What can it be like a dolphin or like a turtle? I don't know. Well, this is the youngest son. Maybe the other kids. <laughs> you know, Edward Dolphin Legs. It's fine. Yeah. Maybe it's just what was left, you know? Oh, uh, true. <laughs> He's known as the father of monsters. So that might give you a little bit of an idea. That okay. explains it. <laughs> He's married to Echidna. 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 These names I'm going to butcher. So, you know, just here, here we go. Yeah, you got it the second time. It's Echidna. Echidna? Okay. Yeah. And she's known as the mother of monsters. And they are married. And their children, very famously known as, one is Sphinx, who, you know, if you didn't answer her riddles correctly, she would kill you. And the one person who actually got it right, she felt despair and then drowned herself. Oh, yikes. I don't know about you, but I feel like that's an overreaction. Just a little bit. I appreciate the drama. <laughs> There's, of course, Cerberus, which is the three-headed dog that guards the underworld. I believe we all know him from yeah. several variations. <laughs> you know, Harry Potter. <laughs> Jinx. And if you watch Hercules, of course. Hello. Yep. Uh, there's the Chimera, which is a head of a goat, body of a lion, and a tail of a snake. All and it's a snake, snake head, too. So it's like yeah. it's snapping. No, 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 no. Why can't it be just the tail of a snake as a tail? Why does it got to be the head? Why? Why does it got to be all bitey? Just double whammy. There's Hydra, of course, which is the multiple heads of snakes. <laughs> Hail Hydra. Any Hail Marvel Hydra. nerds out there? Hail Hydra. <laughs> and there, there were other children. But some of the most famous ones are their children. And so they are the parents of some of the most famous monsters. Zeus and him did not get along. The gods actually feared Typhon because he was so powerful. He breathed fire. He had all these powers and strengths. And then, of course, he looked creepy as fuck. Who would want to hug that shit, you know? But honestly, did anybody get along with Zeus? He's kind of like a fuck boy. Let's be real. Yeah, not really. (laughs) Everybody was mad at Zeus for something. So Zeus and him had it out for 10,000 years, is what it said. And they battled and fought, and of course no one won. It was just not great. Until the gods actually band together to defeat him. They helped Zeus with it. And in punishment, Zeus buried him under Mount Etna and deep into Tartarus. So there's, he's in Tartarus, and then they put the mountain on top of him so he could never escape. And yeah. it was said every time a volcano erupted and everything, because he could breathe fire, that he was just trying to escape. And he was sort of rattling his chains in a way down oh, there. Wow. Or if there was an earthquake kind of the same thing like he was just trying to break free and wiggling wiggling a little bit down there <laughs> and and that's it he's still supposed to be imprisoned it's just like a simple sweet story huh. uh, well not sweet it's horrible <laughs> is he kind of like in prison kind of like a titan exactly yeah yep. he's just I want someone to describe me like that sweet but horrible <laughs> <laughs> put that in the bio <laughs> right I know I found all kinds of stories. Like another one is uh, the Titan Uranus. I didn't realize he was castrated, mm-hmm. and they threw his penis in the water. And I just imagine his little poop like this. <laughs> yeah, you gotta really hate someone to like 
Why are we talking about so much about penises cutting off and removing today? <laughs> she so says she just imagines the sound of it dropping into the water. Going boop, 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 and I just imagine it swimming away somehow. <laughs> oh, like a sea cucumber. Oh, okay. That's gross. Uh, but when the water, when the blood touched Earth, though, furies were created, and they the three biggest ones. One was unceasing, one was grudging, and one was vengeful. Oh. Mm-hmm. And there's a story of Agamemnon, uh, the father that sacrifices his daughter in the Trojan War, and of course. His wife was not happy about that, and so she kills him, which means the son was not happy about that, and he kills her. Beautiful. <laughs> Man, and Greek mythology is pretty tragic. It's it, just a whole bunch of just murking people out. <laughs> pretty much. And so the Furies were furious and <laughs> went and captured him for a trial with Athena. And, and he ends up living, actually, but it was under like bribery and everything to the Furies and a lot of compromise. So that instead of being angry and vengeful, kind of where how they were, they became justice to wrongdoings of killing or cheating, you know, all that kind of fun stuff. Nice. Um, but yeah, so another short and sweet story of Greek mythology. Awesome. Man. Cool. Greek mythology is so cool. I really enjoy it. I it's love like, Greek mythology. Like cool and terrifying <laughs> i played yeah. a sea nymph once in a greek mythology play no big deal awesome you played, you played Athena? <laughs> no i played sea nymph okay i would i was like a little little person and then there was like a, you know high schoolers playing the big stuff but you know whatever man yeah i can't wait till we do this again because i'm like there's so many more we could probably just do one just on like greek mythology just... oh yeah Ugh, man, Zeus can't keep it in his pants. People, like, kidnapping people. Mm Mm-hmm. Just wild. Love it. Could could do a little with the less of the snake stuff, though. (laughs) I know. Like, snakes and spiders are my biggest fears. And the fact that most of his, like, 80% of his body is snakes. And she wasn't a real prize either, his wife. I can't remember what she was made out of, but it was multiple animal parts, too, so... that's one reason why the Chimera came out with Lion and, like, all that other stuff. Because she had that. Um, <laughs> I, oh, no. God, I don't like snakes at all. Ugh. I'm like, have you ever seen that Kristen Bell, like, video where she sees a sloth and she's like, I could just yes. sense, I could sense that there was one near. That's why I feel like snakes. I'm like, I know there's one near. I don't know where it's at. <laughs> I know statistically there was one somewhere close to me, and I just can't deal with that. I don't. <sighs> Man, when I was in high school, luckily I was at school because if I was at home, I would have just left. <laughs> um, but when I was at home, um, my mom, we have a cat named Seeley, or she has a cat named Seeley, but this, like I said, high school. So she. Mom could hear Celie being really excited all of a sudden. And Mom liked to leave the patio door open. (laughs) Oh, God. Yep. Uh, Celie, a little black cat, brought in a baby garden snake. No, 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 no. Into the house. And Mom just came in and saw her, like, pawing it, you know, like, like, pawing it around. (laughs) And and was just, like, so happy with her catch. 
and mom who's so tender-hearted just got a cup and a plate and just like put in the plate and then just chunked it outside god no the I'm... one time like a snake came into my house i was like in a full panic mode and both the dogs were like eh. like neither one of them cared so then i was like trying to sweep it in like i tried to sweep it out and it wouldn't work and then i put a garbage can over it and like scooted it out the door but i was like I was like screaming and I was probably crying at some point because I'm like overstimulated by the snakeness. It's like my worst fear coming to life. My mom was on the phone laughing at me and I'm like, I just don't know how to process this. <sighs> it was like a wood floor. It couldn't get traction. So I could tell it was frustrated too. And I'm just like, I don't want to, I'm not going to kill you. Obviously, I just need <laughs> you out of here. <laughs> You're both just very exasperated with each just other. Invading my space. Okay. Yeah. Just don't invade like, my space. I'm terrified of snakes, but I won't kill one. Like, unless it was trying to kill me. Maybe. I I don't know. I don't... I feel bad about killing anything. I feel like I'm getting even more ridiculous with my old age. The other day, <laughs> a fly flew into the microwave, and I was like, eh, and then I felt bad, and I let it out, because I was like, I just don't... <laughs> I was like, I don't want it to die that way. I just... I just can't. Anywho, I had weird this week, and, Woo-hoo! uh... I went with squirrels. Okay. Squirrels are fucking awesome. awesome. That's not weird. That's they're cool. amazing, but they're like the weirdest things. They're just like climbing up shit. They're just like, and then like that news story that came out with the squirrel on meth terrorizing a city. Come on, squirrels. <laughs> yes. Like, a little bit weird. <laughs> I can't help but think of like family vacation uh, on Christmas when the squirrel's stuck in the house and he's like on his back and everything. Yes. That's where I'm going. So. The majority of this story is going to be like Norse mythology. And the squirrel who fussed at Norsemen from the canopies of Europe's old forest probably inspired this whole thing. Because anytime we see a squirrel, they're always trying to start shit. Get away from my nuts, you know. (laughs) Same. Same squirrel. Fighting with my dogs, you know. I'm sure it's like that all over the world. So in Norse mythology, they have this tree of life, okay? And it has this unreliable squirrel who loves to fuck shit up. He scurries <laughs> up and down this tree of life. And he, you know, likes to stir the pot, if you will. Of course. So according to Norse myth, everything in creation exists on a tree of life called... Hold on, I got a, I got a key to this. <laughs> Yggdrasil. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yggdrasil. Yeah, if anybody can't see that are just listening to me, I printed out a pronunciation guide for Norsmith because holy shit it's hard (laughs) (laughs) alright so in the branches of this tree lives an eagle and at the base and the roots a dragon these two creatures greatly hate each other and it's mostly thanks to the squirrel that we just talked about named Radosk okay we're gonna just we're just gonna call him a squirrel okay (laughs) (laughs) so he travels up and down the trunk and he's really giddy at the chance to like fairy insults between the two. And by doing so, he's stirring the animosity between the two. But I mean, honestly, if you're going to spend eternity on this tree running up and down it, I mean, obviously you're going to entertain yourself by messing with both of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'd also put like five bucks that it's like mostly your mom jokes. Am I right? I'm I am yeah. here for it. <laughs> So the squirrel essentially is a mean girl who loves to gossip. And anytime the dragon says an insult about the eagle, squirrel runs up to the top and tells the eagle what's been said and shows him the burn book. 
I'm assuming everybody's seen Mean Girl and understands my bomb ass reference. Drop <laughs> Mike. Yes. So obviously the eagle gets pissed and then he spews some more insults right back at the squirrel to give the dragon. But even if the dragon and the eagle decide to not be dicks at this particular time, the squirrel has to keep up this whole gossip thing. So he lies about it. Lay gasp. <laughs> so physical description. <laughs> Sorry, it's like squirrels, dicks of the world. <laughs> so like a physical description. He is described as a red squirrel. In ancient artwork, he's depicted as having extremely long ears. But this could be an artifact of the art style at that time because everything was pretty exaggerated. And it doesn't necessarily mean that that's exactly what he looked like. Text that describe this little squirrel man. Don't mention him as having any features that set him apart from any other squirrel. And he's just your typical bright-eyed and bushy-tailed red squirrel. Which, I mean, if you're like a squirrel that's, like, really important in Norse mythology and there's nothing special about you, you think that's part of the reason he's pissed off and he's stern shit? <laughs> it would piss but me I'm off. special. Yeah. Just look at my ears. <laughs> <laughs> so there's little artwork that remains from the heyday of pre-Christian Norse culture. So most depictions of the squirrel have been touched by the influences of Christianity. Over time, the symbols of the Norse tree of life and the Christian cross have become intertwined. So there are some of these crosses that still have a little squirrel running up it. So it's That's kind of like fun. the immersion of both cultures there. Huh. In art and entertainment of today, apparently this squirrel <laughs> returned to his old wily ways. And he's a popular character in video games called Smite. And he also appears in Marvel Comics as a supervillain let loose by Loki to spread chaotic <laughs> ideas and rumors on Earth. That is beautiful. <laughs> Let's put him in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I need yes, it. Yes, please. I need it now. Some scholars believe that he may have higher ambitions than just inflaming the fraught relationship between the eagle and dragon. In some interpretations, the squirrel is intent on destroying the tree of life. Because he lacks the streak to do the damage himself, he makes the eagle and dragon piss at each other so that they destroy the tree. In other words, the dragon will be gnawing at the roots and like shaking the tree, and then he goes back up to the eagle, and the eagle's gnawing at the branches, and then also destroying the tree. Beautiful. And then he starts sending even more like spiteful comments to him, be like, How dare you try to kill me, motherfucker? I'm sure that's what he said. <laughs> exactly what he said <laughs> he said she said thug life that's what it sounds oh, like yeah <laughs> all right so there are some scholars that think there is a similarity between the characters of this squirrel and the god heimdall which unfortunately is not idris alba because i was immediately envisioning idris alba and <laughs> so it's not it's so close so Heimdall is renowned for his keen eyesight and hearing and for his golden teeth. Heimdall guards the bridge between Asgard and the land of gods and Midgar and the world of humanity. He is charged with sounding the warning if the bridge is ever under attack. So if the squirrel is indeed meant to represent Heimdall, then the squirrel was probably given a bad reputation for what he was trying to do. It may be his duty Rather than to cause trouble, to warn the eagle and the dragon of the other one impending harm. So he's huh. like the middleman delivering the news to try to protect the tree. 
In literature, he appears in all three of the major literary reference points of North mythology. These volumes span from the 13th to the 14th centuries and contain collections of anonymous poems and legends that predate the Christianization of Norse culture. So in one book, Jacob Grimm, who is one of the famous brothers Grimm, no big deal, (laughs) puzzled over the deeper meaning of his role in Norse mythology. He concluded that the squirrel maintained a balance in the tree of life. Yes, he probably caused some tension and destruction, but that tension and destruction helped keep the tree straight and allowed it to put out more growth. Huh. So, he says Squirrel's a good guy. Let's go with Uh, that. Yeah. (laughs) So, in an essay, Ratatosk, The Role of the Perverted Intellect by Lila Vesey Wagner, she is a psychoanalyst, she linked the squirrel's intelligence with his taste for conflict. She argued that the intelligence, like the squirrel, often causes conflict between the demands of the id and the superego, which might be symbolized by the wise eagle and the hungry dragon. Awesome. (laughs) So, other squirrels in mythology. Native Americans have carved and erected images of spirit animals on the surface of long wooden poles called totems. One Native American example of squirrel totoism comes from the Choctaw, who believed that the solar eclipse was attributed to a black squirrel trying to eat the sun. At the first, <laughs> at the <Sorry>. first, <laughs> I know it's really cute. It's, I know it's probably like very symbolic, but it's very adorable to me. Mm-hmm. At the first stages of the eclipse, tribe members would try to make as much noise as they could in order to scare this black squirrel away. Outside of Norse mythology, a multitude of other messengers and mischief makers take the form of a squirrel. Can't imagine why. (laughs) The one that most resembles the one from Norse mythology is Miko, a red squirrel who wreaks havoc throughout Native American legends. Miko is the raccoon from Pocahontas. Hell yes. I love Miko. So I'm wondering if they're like, okay, because... You know, the raccoon's pretty mischievous. Mis- uh, mischievous. I can't even talk. Okay, so he's always like a little troublemaker. What if they're like, it should have been a squirrel, but they're like, they're not cute, so they made him a raccoon. <laughs> I love raccoons. I'm okay with this. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite mug has a raccoon on it. I'm all, I'm all right with this. <laughs> so Miko has highly destructive tendencies, but he is also small. He usually uses the anger of other creatures to carry out his schemes, so pretty close to North mythology. So a fascinating correspondence can be found with the squirrel mythologies of the Ebenaki, Penobscot, Malice, or Maliseet, and Passamagadi. Oh my god, I wrote this down. Hold on. Passamagadi and the Wabanaki. They're all Native <laughs> American tribes, and I'm so sorry to the Native Americans. Whew, it's a mouthful. In particular, these little nasty squirrels all have something in common with the Miko that we just talked about. He's a well-known busybody and a troublemaker with a serious chip on his shoulder. So I really enjoy the Native American version of this. Apparently, when animals were originally created, someone had a lack of foresight to make a monstrously sized squirrel. And in a corrective measure, they rapidly tried to correct that by making him small. Which pissed the squirrel off. Me. It would me too. (laughs) And this is where we see the origin of evil squirrels hell-bent on our demise. While the squirrel has been shrunk, his attitude was not. 
And he's fact even more hellbent on trying to create destruction in the only way that he can by starting fights and spreading rumors. I can see that. Yeah. So you shrink him. Because at point, like, the Native American bear uh, is very large. So at this point, this mythology of squirrel was as big as that bear. Wow. Oh. It's a big squirrel. Yeah. yeah. They were like, no, dude, you're too fucked up. Let's make you small. And then he was like, no. Okay. <laughs> rage. And just this little rage. squirrel with his little arms up. He's just <laughs> rage. So much rage. Uh, dramatist Richard Steele observed that fire and swords are slow engines of destruction compared to the tongue of gossip. So the whole moral of the story is that, you know, a squirrel doesn't need to be big to fuck your shit up. He just needs to be. A little wily and gossipy. Real talk. <laughs> Destroy the world. <clears throat> so, Love it. I had no idea that squirrels were so important. <laughs> I didn't either. Oh, That's okay. so cool. Oh, I just love it. I just love squirrels. That's great. Rigor is always like losing his shit over squirrels. Be like, you know what, dude? He's trying to mess with you too. You go for it. Right. It's funny yeah. if like dogs and them actually know like they have some sort of sense or whatever, but. Squirrels are just there to fuck with you. <laughs> it's true. He's determined to end everything. We must stop him. Yes. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. I'm just trying to picture a squirrel as big as a bear. Because Right? I do not want to encounter that. And in now the with gold teeth. Yes. <laughs> and like a little gold chain necklace. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm picturing. It could be a clock. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like a flavor play clock. Mm-hmm. Yes. And like an eye patch just for funsies. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. But yeah, I love the explanation of why squirrels are always so frantic and angry all the time. I know. I hate suicidal squirrels in the road. Oh my god, me too. That pisses me off so many times when they can't decide which way to go and they're just suicidal. (laughs) He's probably like, if I would have been as big as I'm supposed to be, this wouldn't be a problem. I know, I drive a Prius. I drive a Prius. (laughs) He's angry because he's got a big head and little arms. (laughs) And now he's so small that everybody steals his nuts when he buries some places. I'd be mad if someone stole my nuts, too. (laughs) I tried to find some, like, funny squirrel jokes, but they all became, like, unnecessarily sexual. Yep. I was disappointed. So cool. Oh, my gosh. So that's all three of our stories for this week. Oh my gosh. I love mythology. We need to do it again. <laughs> oh my god. We are going to do so we much mythology. Week, so. Yeah, because I, um, especially Greek and Norse and Native American mythology, I have like studied so much and done so many projects and papers. I'm fascinated by it. So yeah, we're definitely going to continue geeking out on this topic and I'm pumped. Yes, I love Native American mythology specifically. It's just so fun. It's such a cool connection to nature. And, oh, I just love yep. it. Yep, yep. It's always been Native American and Greek. Yes. Always. Especially like growing up in Arkansas. I know that's sort of all around in um, America, but I feel like in Arkansas we have a lot of tribal Mm -hmm. stuff. Like we have the Washita Mountains, which is actually the Native American name is Oatita. And then there's also the Cossatot River. And my family, we go camping there every summer. And uh, Cossatot in Cherokee means skull crusher. Yep. Because they get white rapids and stuff. So just kind of neat 
to grow up around some of that. It is. Oh, yeah. Stores. I mean, the Caddo River and Caddo Valley and all that. Yeah, I grew up there. And yeah, it's really cool to see. And then we've got the Toltec Mounds and all mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the historic Arkansas Museum has a really great Native American exhibit. And while I was working there, the uh, the elders showed up, and I was like, "Oh, I don't know, I don't know what to do." That's <laughs> like, awesome. I was Not so intimidating. Like, yeah, I was. I was like fair girling. I'm like, ah, okay. <laughs> it was really fun. <laughs> Uh, good times good times <laughs> alright guys so we have our first $10 Patreon member and it's my mom <laughs> yay, yay! So, love the support I know I was like mom I, I would give this stuff and she's like no I want to support you so high five mom her name's Alita <laughs> or you can just call her Kina's mom she was trying to oh she joined Patreon right so then she was like I tried to put in Kina's mom as my username but it wouldn't let me Oh, Patreon fail I know she's so adorable so yes if you want to be cool like my mom you can join Patreon too yes and we have another new patron on Patreon a donor patron yes <laughs> words are hard and it is Jeff 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 uh, I'm so excited. I like that Jeff Jeff hello Jeff Jeff <laughs> We're so happy you're here. He is the one, if you listen to our extra episode, I accidentally shamed while drunk for dating (laughs) my friend. I'm sorry. Jeff Jeff is really cool. I know. I sent him, like, a welcome message, and I was like, yay, we didn't embarrass you. Thanks for supporting us. (laughs) (laughs) We probably embarrassed him. I'm sorry. But, yeah, so welcome, Jeff, and welcome, Kina's mom. Yay! I'm so excited! So if you want to be cool like my mom and Jeff Jeff, join Patreon at www.patreon.com slash historical AF pod. Oh yeah. God damn it. I got you. If you want to hear our uh, deleted scenes and bloopers and drunk dives and all that stuff, go to Patreon. Yeah, you'll never have to be sad about the episode ending because you just hop over to Patreon and get new shit! Exactly. And if you uh, join our Patreon, you get the episode a day early. Or two, depending on how fast I edit. Exactly. (laughs) But at least one day. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, that much sooner to your ear holes. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I think the deleted scenes are probably the most hilarious stuff we do. So you should definitely check that out. The deleted and the, the drunk dives. Oh my gosh, they're so funny. Yep. I'm telling you, I'm not lying when I say when I'm editing or whatever. I'm giggling the whole time. It's just so funny. Because we forget what we talk about the second we hang up here because we're on Skype. The second we hang yeah. up, we forget what we've talked about. So when we yeah. re-listen, we're like, hey, we were funny. <laughs> well, and I don't know about Natalie, but as soon as Keena and I get off here, we go directly into wife mode. And, like, we are cooking dinner before our husbands <laughs> get home and this and that. So then by the time they get here, like, I... My husband walks in and is like, what did y'all talk about? And I'm like, I literally have no idea. But here's a burger. (laughs) Yeah, the same. I I cook for myself. Yes. uh, And I'm fine with that. And actually, if we keep recording on Wednesdays, then I go play D&D with my friends. They're like, how was the recording? I'm like, it was fine, I I think. Um, (laughs) Presumably it went okay. I had a few beers. Yeah. Yeah. We'll find out tomorrow. It's fine. (laughs) it's, It's fine. No worries. It's all good. And we also uh, are still doing our awesome thing where the first 10 people to sign up for our Patreon tiers or people who are already a Patreon member who upgrade their tiers get something special from us. But now we only have seven spots left. 
So hurry, hurry, hurry. Yeah, Pop get it while here. it's hot. Yes, and you <laughs> will get a letter from one of us, whoever you pick of these three lovely hostesses. And something fancy from our home states. We can't tell you what it is, but I'm sure it'll be awesome. Mm-hmm. So. And we're going to send you stickers. Yes, yes. Stickers, it stickers. Is a sticker. Right. I ooh, I love a sticker. I do, too. I do, too, so much. So, yeah, hop on over to patreon.com slash historicalafpod and sign up for today. Yeah. Do it now. One, two, three, go. And also, we definitely need your stories for our extra AF episode. We are desperately in need of your emails. So email us at historicalafpod at gmail.com and send us your family stories, your hometowns, your spooky stories, true crime, anything you want us to talk about or research for you. Because I will research for you. Just tell me what to research. (laughs) Do it now. Yes. Be our eyes and ears. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and then social media, as always, we are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Historical AF Pod. Check us out. Yes, and we have a merch store. We have t-shirts, coffee mugs, bags, all that good stuff. So you should definitely check that out. And um, we keep saying it, but if you're going to Area 51, you need an alien shirt. You just have to. That's just the rules. So go to <laughs> shop.spreadshirt.com slash historicalafpod. Do check that out. And definitely follow us on Instagram and Facebook and all that. Because when we have discounts for you, we post it on there. So you'll know when things are 15% off or free shipping. But yeah, so besides that, I think we are out for the week. So have a great week. Stay sexy. Stay sexy. Stay tipsy. That's yes. your one. All right. Peace out, yos. Bye. Bye.